I appreciate you praying for my dad and my family. Just got back from West Virginia, went down on Thursday and got back last night. And as I drove there and as I kind of went around to the drugstore and other things like that, I just, I, I just thought about, you know, just the idea like of me even as I came up here today, just, man, God has done so many amazing things in my life. And part of that is, as I look around at your faces and I look at you and just the story of God answering prayer. My, that would be my grandmother, died when I was about two. Her name was Hazel Riggs. She was out in Happy Holler at Wayne Avenue Baptist Church as a Sunday school teacher for many years. So she knew that I was born and probably prayed for me. And I'm realizing sometimes when I drive back, like, why am I a pastor? Like, my dad's a steel worker. Nobody in my family lineage. They were uh, locomotive conductors and judges and some stuff like that, but no ministry involved. And I think we were talking to my mom, and I realized that God answered those prayers probably of Hazel Riggs. I also think of the other people, and I drive around there, I think about people that you don't know, like Miranda Felty, Kathleen Carpenter, Simp Griffith, people like that, that prayed for me when I was younger, and then as I grew older, they prayed for me. And uh, it's just amazing, because I have learned so much about God's goodness, and I'm a product of prayer. I'm a product, people praying for me. When I was in my 20s, there was a guy named Don Finto who was my pastor, and he would just pray over me. He would just go, Johnny Mac, God is going to bless you, and he's going to use you, and he would just get right in my face, man. I mean, he would just be like, and he would speak that, and he would pray over me. And I'm sitting there going, man, I don't, I don't get it. I don't know. I got my doubts. I'd walk away and go, that felt good, but I'm just going back to my ordinary life here. And I'm realizing that God has answered so many prayers. I have learned as much through prayer about God as I have even the Word. I mean, I look at the Bible, and I realize that I know that God loves me because the Bible tells me so. But I also know because of my experience of what God has done. This is a part of why I've wanted to talk to you and urge you as we talk about prayer is that it is a walking with God. Is that it is an encountering and knowing and walking with Him in your everyday life. Because so many of you think that it's coming here to see God. And this is where you meet with God. And that's good. I'm, I'm good. I think there's something unique that can happen here corporately. But when we leave this place, we do not leave His presence. In fact, there is nowhere you can go away from His presence. He is with you. It is a walking with God. I was reminded as I drove by 12th and Poplar uh, last couple of days, uh, that's where my church is, and uh, that I, I realized I lived in Nashville, Tennessee, and so I wanted to do a four-night kind of revival. The church had had like 12 pastors in 10 years. I mean, it was like really rough. I was like, man, I want to go do something. So I met with Smitty on September the 10th, 1987, at a place called Tiempo's for lunch. And I begged him, would you please come home? I'll organize the whole thing. I'll do everything if you'll show up. 
So we organized the whole thing, and uh, I'm, I'm coming from Nashville. It was great. We prayed. We had prayer warriors praying for the event and everything. And I remember I wrote in this journal that I had, I think something really big beyond just what we're doing is going to happen. I wrote those words. So I met as I, on the second night afterwards when we had this youth thing. We have like 1,100 people in a room, probably held about 800. We had overflow. We had TVs in the fellowship hall. We had a TV outside one night because there's so many people coming to this thing. And uh, by the way, side note to this. Thankfully, we never ended up on CNN or on CBS or anything because somehow the sewer had dissolved the foundation of the, the church was gone on one side. Now, I'm not an engineer, but evidently the, the balcony somehow is involved with the foundation somehow when those cross beams go down. So we said the place was rocking, man. I mean, the place was rocking. It was actually rocking. The balcony was actually moving. And we didn't, you know, God answered some prayers and was gracious in that. And I looked back and they, they spent like $200,000 going back down there and fixing all that because we had too many people in the room. It could have been a horrible disaster. I met this young lady on Monday night. Her name was Sherry. She had come from North Webster, Indiana. I know. Where in the world is North Webster, Indiana? Where's that? Anybody ever heard of North Webster, Indiana? She came to that event. I lived in Nashville, and I met my wife at my church. She was from North Webster. 30 days prior to that, Ginger, it was, I want to say Ginger, was it Ginger Lang? Was that her last name? Yeah, Ginger Lang. You know, I'm confusing the Ginger, sorry about that. Um, Ginger Lang prayed for me 30 days prior to that. I was returning a video, and she said, I want to pray for you. And she prayed over me, and she said, the Lord has somebody for you, don't you worry. And she prayed, she said, can I pray for you right now? And she prayed over me. And 30 days later, I met Sherry. I'm Ginger Lang. You guys don't even know who she is. She's just somebody that went to my church. Just my life, I've seen God move in so many ways. I later got to go back to that same church. I'm driving by it all week, so I'm thinking about this stuff. We did this thing called the garage, and I used to do these things called prayer cards. This is kind of dumb, but it, we call it a prayer card. It's an index card, okay? We would just pass them out at the, the youth group, and we'd say, hey, all you small group leaders, just find out what's going on, and then just take it up in prayer. And there was this young lady named Sarah Pika, and she would, she would every Sunday night, man, I mean, at the garage, pray for my dad. Pray for, oh, yeah, she's eighth grade girl. She's praying for her dad. Pray for my dad to know the Lord. Pray for my dad that he might get saved. Pray for my dad. So at the end of the year, we do this thing, this service from the garage in the church. So this thing's called the garage. It's a long story. Anyway, it's still going on, believe it or not. Go to 12th and Poplar. There's a big old garage. Oh, Holly, you've been here. Holly Schrader has been, yeah, you've been, it's there, isn't it? Yeah, there's a garage down there. They get a bunch of kids together in the garage. They whoop it up. Uh, and they don't have to worry about the mess because it's an old garage. Anyway, uh, she's praying for him every, and get putting this note in every Sunday night. Pray for my dad, pray for my dad. We have this service. We do an invitation. One guy comes forward. Lynn Pika, her dad, comes to know the Lord. Amazing. I go back now. Lynn Peek is one of the elders at the church. All because the eighth grade girl prayed for her dad. I mean, I can tell you so many things. My life in ministry here, since I have come here, is God answering prayers that were prayed years and years ago. 
I look around you and I see your faces and I see the way that God has used so many people and answered so many prayers. And we can be thankful for that. And we have learned so much about God and who He is through all of the times answered prayer. I mean, you guys right, right here who are sitting here, Kay Smith sits there, you guys were a dream for them, for many of the people that are older generations. Some of you that are 80 and 90 years old, some of you are 75, you were praying for a moment when God would move and we would see hundreds of people baptized over a period of time and see God move. Even this week, we've been talking about this, we're going to be out of here in a few weeks, kind of renovating this. Guys, a year ago, we were, in the spring, we were like, hey man, we can just believe God for a million dollars. Believe God for a million dollars, that'd be crazy. I mean, what a, let's just see what happens. I mean, you know, we're not going to borrow money, we're not going to go in debt for this, let's just see what happens. Guys, this week, this week, Mindy tells me, we need $10,000 to complete a million dollars. And guys, we have $10,000. I'm just saying to you, I'm, not, I'm just saying, wow. I mean, we, we've tried not to talk about money too much. We don't want to. I only say that just to go, wow, God, you do amazing things. We didn't hire a consultant. We haven't talked about it. We, we mention it from time to time and say this is what's going on. But I, I mean, it's just amazing what God has done. And I see the kids that are going into ministry and everything. It's just amazing. It's that sense of knowing that God is at work. Now, I know some of you are sitting here going, well, I didn't get that answer that you got. I remember one time when we lost our son, John John, we were leaving the hospital. Some of you know the pain of this. You, you either lose a child or you leave empty-handed. And that's rough. It's really hard. And then I figured we were in tears. We were weepy leaving the hospital. So we're setting, we, I remember we had a white Montana. I remember we bought a van because we were going to have a third baby. So we, you know, now we've got this, the old van for four people. And we're leaving the car, leaving. And Janet Omo was our nurse. Now Janet Omo, her son was in my youth group. She knew me. So she wanted to help us out to the car. And we go out to the car, we're just kind of weepy a little bit. And Janet said, Hey, I'm going to pray for you right now. And just prayed for us. And it helped us so much in a dark time. It's just not, this is what we talked about last week. It's not just the, I get what I want thing. It's also this great adventure of knowing God, and God takes you and makes you into, in, a, in a way that you don't expect to know Him. It's the walking with God. That's what I want to talk to you about it's what today last week we talked about kind of what is prayer and today i want to talk to you about the pursuit of prayer and the time i have left i'm just i'm just trying to tell you guys god works through prayer and we can know him today we're going to talk about the pursuit of prayer next week we're going to talk about the practice of prayer the next week is going to be the purpose of prayer and the fourth week from now is uh is going to be uh, the power of prayer. So today I want to talk to you about the pursuit of prayer. And I want us to kind of keep that same uh, passion towards walking with God. Because I think it, it's what God's calling us to. If we're going to pursue prayer, here is what I believe I'm trying to get your attention about. And that is, 
I want you to be a God chaser. Someone who seeks after God. Someone who is chasing, who is seeking, who is pushing, who wants to know God. Because here's what I, I, you may say, well, what does that mean, Johnny? Prayer is not a pursuit of the power of God. Prayer is the pursuit of the God of power. Chasing after the heart of God about who God is and His ways. I am concerned that in our Western Christian culture, that many of us focus so much on the work of God that we neglect the person of God. And so we're all about those things. It's not just a pursuit of prayer. In other words, don't see this as you doing better at a thing, but see this as a pursuit of God Almighty, your Creator. It's a pursuit of God. That's what prayer is, is that we have a walking. There is a pursuit. So you might sit here and go, you know, I'm not very good at prayer. Or you might say, well, Johnny, I don't have time to pray. Psalm 27, verse 4 says this. I'm just trying to keep it simple here. One thing have I asked of the Lord that I will seek after. One thing, okay, so you hear the psalmist. Only one thing I need for the trip. Only one thing I am after. Listen to what the psalmist says. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. Seeking and chasing after God is worth selling everything else. God is worth it to know your God. The psalmist says, if I only have one thing that I am asking for, only one thing am I after, it is to know God and to chase after Him all the days of my life, to dwell, to live, in the house of the Lord forever. In other words, what the psalmist is saying, I can't live without my relationship with God. Is that the way, is that where your heart is? Where is your heart? Is it torn between two or three or four loves? The psalmist says, I can't live without God. I have to be in touch. I have to be connected with God. There's nowhere I can go that He's not. And I, my life is only worth something. I don't know what I can say to you. And the words even to try to convince you that God is worth it all. And having a relationship with Him is worth more than the whole world. Jesus said, what is it worth if you gain the whole world and you don't have eternal life with the Heavenly Father? Don't sell your soul for lesser things. Chase after God. That's what prayer is. 
Choose, secondly, to pray. I want to challenge you to choose to pray. You have to go to God. You, you, have, to, you have to, first of all, chase after God, knowing that that's what this is, is a relationship with Him, knowing that I'm chasing after Him, but I also have to choose to pray. And so, what does it mean to seek? This happens, this is a continual seeking, uh, but what does it mean to practically do it? And both the Old Testament and the New Testament talks about setting our, listen, setting our minds and our hearts. In other words, it's a choice of my mind and it's a choice of my affection. It is the conscious fixing and focusing our minds and attentions and our hearts' attention on God. 1 Chronicles chapter 22, verse 19. Now set your mind and heart to seek the Lord your God. So in other words, I have to make a choice in my mind in the morning. I know I've got everything else to think about, but I've got to set my mind on God. What is God doing? What do you want me to do, God? God, thank you for today. Thank you for what you're doing today. What do you want me to do? It's that sense. Lord, what are you doing today? Thank you for all this, Lord. Lord, I'm struggling here. It's that, it's that mind that is fixing, and it's also our heart. That Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. Read it when you get a chance. Set your minds on things that are above, not on the things of this earth. And so this is what I'm trying to say to you in selecting this. Instead of worrying, which I, you know, I, 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 I'm really, it, it's a sin, I've got to get over it. I'm just being honest with you, worrying is one of those things I struggle with. And I'm realizing, somebody told me one time, worry is misguided prayer. It's not going in the right direction. Prayer is I'm taking my concerns and giving them to the Lord. Worry is misguided prayer. Instead of worrying, like what the world does, pray. Instead of gossiping, in other words, when you hear news or there's a concern or something in your life, instead of doing what the world does, which is, I've got to get my phone and tell somebody, I've got to feel better about myself because I'm telling other people and everything, pray. Oh, God, help my... And it would be for me right now. I mean, my, my mind is very, you know, it's, it's, I'm concerned about my dad, but I have peace. I have peace about that. Even though I'm all these miles away, I wish I was there. And there's times where I'm like, oh man, I don't know about mom. I don't know if my mom's going to make it through all this. And I just start thinking, man, I am, God, you have all of this under control. I have to be able to, 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 to fix my attention, see my heart and my mind. I have to choose. I have to choose. And, and when I hear news, I have to learn to pray rather than pass it along. When the tragedy happens in and around me, I have to learn, rather than doing what the rest of the world does, I have to learn to pray. This is where I kind of want to, I'm not mad at anybody, okay, but I do want to be passionate about telling you this is the difference between us and everybody else in the world, is that we are a people of prayer. We pray. We seek God. We seek after God. God has covered everything. He's got everything under control. He's not wringing his hands about anything. And some of you have huge obstacles and problems in your life. I, I have issues in my life that are huge. And what God wants to do with us is for us to humble ourselves. Because the great obstacle 
And seeking after God and choosing after God is pride. Psalm 10, verse 4. In the pride of his face, the wicked does not seek him. I do not want to be wicked. I want to seek after the Lord. And the great reward is, is that God, his presence will be with us. He will reward. He will be found. He is found And there is a great reward. Whoever would draw near to God must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who seek Him. So it's a conscious choice. And God calls us, and this is what I'm trying to encourage you in, to this continual consciousness of His supreme greatness and His beauty and worth. There's a choice. A great promise to those who seek the Lord that He will be found. Here's the third thing. Commit your ways to the Lord. I just want to challenge you today to, to, to chase after. It's a chasing after God. It is for us choosing to talk to God, to trust in God, for us to walk with Him, turn to Him rather than every carnal thing. For, us, for you, listen, to be a peculiar people. You need to commit your ways to the Lord. Guys, I just don't even have enough time to communicate to you the depth of the beauty of God. And part of that is that, for example, a third of all the Psalms are what they call laments or complaints. They're just David, different writers of those Psalms, crying out to God and being honest with God. I would encourage you not only to chase after, to walk with God, This pursuit of prayer is a chasing after God. It is a continuous consciousness of us walking with God. Commit your ways to the Lord. Some of you are here today and you are are just struggling with so many different things. I give you one example of what I'm talking about in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. Now listen to verse 7. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And, uh, and here's what's in, uh, what's amazing about this passage those first words and the peace of god it's not your peace see this is what we need to grow in we're chasing after god because here's what's crazy about all this is that we don't have the peace we get something we don't have it's god's peace that he gives us it says be anxious for nothing but through prayer and supplication give everything to god and the peace of God. The great mystery here, it's just mind-blowing, is that we get something that we don't have. That is God's peace. It's a peace. He gives me something I can't get. And it's true of all of life. God knows the beginning from the end, folks. There are some of you here today that are struggling with some stuff. 
And I wanted us to have this time of prayer. I want us to do this every week. And we've got a few minutes left here. So I'm going to, I want us to do some, spend some time in prayer. To spend some time with God. But there are some of you here that need to commit your ways to the Lord. Listen, there are some of you here that are struggling with such, uh, uh, are deeply burdened by something that you're carrying. Maybe some of you are dealing with a diagnosis, or maybe some of you are dealing with maybe the news that, like I've got where my dad is, is not doing well, and you're struggling with that. Maybe it is that you have some things in your life you need to go to God, you need to pray with somebody. I want us to take some time, and if you need to pray with somebody, I want you to come over here and spend some time and have somebody pray with you. Seek the Lord. Holly, you're going to come on up. You're going to lead us while we have this time. This is a moment, guys. I can tell you there were moments in my life where God showed up. This can be one of those moments where you can agree with somebody. Maybe it is for you. You need to pray by yourself. I'd invite you to come over here if you'd like to. And then if you want to pray right where you are as well, I want us to seek the Lord right now. We have some people that are going to pray. I'm going to ask them to stand up here. You know what? I'm just going to I just trust God in this. I know that you guys come on back. I want you to stand right over here. I'm going to have some folks right over here. And if you want to pray with anybody, um, I, I want you to invite you to come and, and pray with somebody during this time of ministry. Uh, I want you to come right here. So if they pray, you guys stay over there. We'll spread out, all right? And if, if we have other people that want to pray, if you have a need and there's something that you just want somebody to pray with you about, I want you to come and do that. If you need to do it right where you are, let's spend some time with the Lord. Let's seek the Lord. Let's choose right now to turn our minds and our hearts towards Him. Let's pray. Let's spend some time in prayer. If you need to pray with somebody, come over here. But if it is that you need to do that and commit your ways to the Lord, I want us to do that right now. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray that you would quicken our hearts by the power of the Holy Spirit that we would chase after you and pursue a relationship, that pursuit of prayer, Lord. Make us a people of prayer. Forgive us, Lord, of our prayerlessness. Lord, hear us, O oh Lord.
Lord, we're bowing before you because you are the Lord and you reign on high. Lord, I know that there are how many people here that struggle with this, Lord, just uh, turning to you. Lord, many of us believe, Lord, help our unbelief. Help us to turn to you. Father, we stand in the gap for our brothers and sisters who are struggling with different needs. Lord, I pray for Jane Bowman, Lord, for a brother-in-law, Lord, who uh, just found out they had cancer, Lord. We pray for that family and for this need, Lord. Also pray, Lord, for a son, uh, for life change and choices, Lord. For that son, Lord, we pray that you would send believers their way and that, Lord, the Holy Spirit would draw this son to you. Father, we pray that uh, uh, just other ministries in our church. And, Lord, I pray for life change in different ministries. Father, I pray with Angela for an uncle who has stage four cancer that you would minister to them. And Lord, we pray for this dear brother who has listed the people, Lord Kate and Blake and Dolores and Deb and another Dolores, Lord, and um, for Bonnie, Lord, as well. Lord, for the many other situations, Father, we pray, even in this church, Pray, Lord, for Walt, and pray, Lord, that for his physical body, that you would touch him, and that you would help in every way in their whole family. For Judy, Lord, for others in our congregation, Lord, who are carrying a heavy burden, we pray, Lord, that we would cast our anxieties on you because you care for us. Lord, I also pray for our country. I pray, Lord, first for the church, that you would help us to wake up from our slumber, Help us, Lord, to be people of prayer. Help us, Lord, to be a people of your word. I also pray, Lord, for the peace of Jerusalem, Lord. We pray for our world and for the perilous times that we live in. Lord, we pray that you would, for your glory, you would spread the gospel around the world. Lord, help us to pray differently than the rest of the world. Lord, we pray for salvation for people who are Muslim. Lord, we pray, Lord, for Latin America. We pray for Asia. We pray, Lord, for your gospel to be spread throughout the world. For your glory, Lord. Do something amazing. Lord, I'm praying that for Columbia City, Lord. I pray that you would, that all men and women throughout this whole region would come to know you. So, Father, help us to be a people of prayer and that we would see your kingdom come. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you so much for that. Now, next week, we're going to be talking about the practice of prayer. So, uh, we got in more. If you didn't get, last service, if you didn't get a prayer guide, you can grab those at the back and pick up one of those and make sure that you are praying three times a day and then one time extended with this prayer guide and for however the Lord leads you as well, all right? 
Well, I'm praying that you will have a great week. God bless you, and have a great week.